Hi, everyone. My name is Merrill Zubro, President and CEO of Mark Research and the Chair-Elect of the MS Marketing Research Program at Michigan State. I am really excited to announce and be part of Spartan Insights. Spartan Insights will be a series of podcasts that I'll be hosting interviewing one of the 350 alumni from the MS Marketing Research Program at Michigan State. And I could not be any more excited about today's guest. The first guest ever is Jackie Weber, Manager, Consumer Insights at the Wendy's Coming. Jackie, how are you? And thank you so much for being the first guest. Yeah, hi, Meryl. Um, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Great. Jackie, let's get right into it. So here we are. How about a trip down memory lane with me? It's seven years ago. It's 2012. You were your first day of going to class with the MS Marketing Research Program. What was that like? Can you describe it? Sure. I know it was a day of mixed emotions for me. The first one was excitement. I felt like I had finally found my path of where I was going to spend the rest of my professional career, so in insights and marketing research. And I was excited to meet my classmates. We had all chosen to be in the program together and focus on marketing research, so I was excited about that. However, I do know I was also very intimidated about the thought of just grad school. I was just finishing up undergrad, and they say grad school is, is so much tougher, such a, a lot of work that will go into it. So it was a little intimidating just not being familiar with what grad school was and what was coming down the pipe. But excitement continued to be excitement, and my worries about grad school faded as I started getting into my classes. That's great. You know, growing up, I always wanted to be an accountant because of my dad. Till I took my first accounting class my junior year, and I dropped that and no longer wanted to be an accountant. It was just a, just a tad too exciting for me. <laughs> and then I, I, I ended up being a researcher by accident because of my mom. When did you realize you wanted to be a researcher? Yeah, so... I didn't realize I wanted to do research until junior year of college. So already wow. halfway through undergrad, a little bit late. I mean, you said you started in accounting. I actually started as a nursing major. I really loved science in high school, and I came to Michigan State studying science. And I realized freshman year as I was taking, you know, 300-level anatomy and introductory biology classes, my energy wasn't there. And I just didn't want to continue pursuing it. So after a very tough conversation with my mom, I switched over to sales. But after doing sales internship, I kept finding myself asking questions. Why are we doing stuff like this at this store, but not at this store? And like, who are the consumers? Why are things the way they are? And the only answer the sales rep could give me, even though he was super smart, but it was, that's what corporate says. So that's what I do. So I just had this insatiable curiosity and ended up fall semester trying to figure out what my life was going to be for the next two years and ended up finding the Michigan State program in market research from a Google search. And very shortly after met with Dr. Sprang, the program director, and been going down the market research path ever since. So a kind of a, a happy mistake, but different, you know, twists and turns to get me there. That's great. That's, that's an interesting story. So let's level set for a half a second here. Your current position at Wendy's, can you talk a little bit about it and some of your current responsibilities? 
Yeah, absolutely. So um, I've been at Wendy's now for about five years, and I'm currently a manager on the Consumer Insights team. So I have one direct report named Rachel, who's also an MSMR grad. Together, we work on different areas of the business. So personally, in my area, I am focused on our digital products. So if you think about the Wendy's mobile app, our kiosks, some website, um, but how those products interact with the consumers, what kind of features should be prioritized, who is the end consumer of those products. Those are some of the big questions that we're, we're answering. I'm also working on a non-marketing research stretch opportunity in brand licensing that I'm really excited about. And I also am working on uh, franchisee satisfaction. Wow, that's a lot of projects, good for you. Yeah, it is, um, but um, one of the things I like about Wendy's is it's, this is a good aspect of it. Our team is pretty small. There are about six of us focused on consumer insights for the entire business. So there's a lot of work to be done and not as many of us. So we do get the opportunity to work across the business. That's great. So let's talk for a minute about the incoming class at the program, at the MS Marketing Research Program at Michigan State. What advice would you give them? Like a couple things, couple tidbits, best practices, some things to focus on. Sure. So uh, one of the things I wish I would have done sooner in my program was really form friendships and bonds with our the classmates that I have. You will leave grad school with you know technical knowledge of how to do marketing research, but another piece of the value really are those connections that you've built with your classmates. My best friend to this day is someone that I did meet through the master's program, um, but we really only started talking towards like the second half of the semester. I think classes since then have done a great job bonding, but our team missed out on that. Another thing I would say is I've gotten a lot of value of staying involved with the, the Michigan State program through coming and talking to classes or, or being on the board. And I know I was given a lot of opportunities while I was in school and I would like to continue to give opportunities to other people. So stay engaged. Don't completely leave the program. Um, there's a lot of value we can provide as alumni to the students. Great. No, that's some good stuff. So, so I've seen the future and your boss is going to come to you and say, hey, in May of 2020, you're going to hire somebody, another person to work in your team, but it has to be from Michigan State. And it's going to be. Uh, from it will Michigan only State. be from Michigan State. It will only be from Michigan State. <laughs> so what? Let's just. So you're 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 hiring, okay? And everybody at the program is phenomenal. What's the two, three, four things that you are really focusing on that maybe tilted in one direction of one person as opposed to another? Sure. So I think the, the number one quality would be curiosity. So just someone who's naturally a question asker, someone who's just curious about, I mean, in our industry, quick service or fast food, why are things this way? Why are the employees dressed the way they are? Why are, you know, the menu items listed the way they are on, on the menu board? Just always asking the questions and trying to bring that to all right, and how do those decisions affect the consumer? So kind of an insatiable curiosity is super important. Another thing for, for Wendy's in particular, 
um, anyone we want to bring into the marketing organization does need to be a really good cultural fit. So I don't, I don't know how to best put it into words, but I guess I could describe our, our current group as very passionate, very intelligent, just overall kind people who are really here to be in service of the consumers. This is more of like something I guess we can feel out through a conversation, but if you're, you know, well-spoken, confident, and just a, a really genuinely good person, that's a, that's a great start. Yeah, everyone will have kind of similar technical competency coming, coming out of school, but the third aspect would just be a passion for what you're doing or having a passion for something in your life if it's not, you don't have enough experience for market research at this point. So if you're able to uh, communicate all of those uh, three things to me during a conversation, email, um, interview, that would set you up for great success in the Wendy's um, Consumer Insights team. Okay, great. So let's let's assume that you've looked at, I, I don't know how many resumes you may have looked at uh, when you hired your last person. Was it, was it 20, 50, 70? Oh, uh, it was about whatever. 50, yeah. Okay, so let's talk let's talk for a second about something that somebody did if anything jumps out Jackie because I think this could help everybody listening was there something that somebody did on their resume that jumped out that didn't that, that really st made them stand out that nobody else did and then the opposite was there you know most people are missing blank and they're just really put to the side in the in the no-go pile can you talk to that sure so I will actually give a, a shout out to our most recent intern, um, Megan McNamara, who is currently in okay. the MSMR program. She had a wonderful summer here and uh, we hope that she comes back to us one day. But when we were interviewing her and, and looking at the resume, one of the things that stood out, she had consistent job experience through college. So what that told me is she is able to balance a hard workload as well as con you know, continuous employment and working well with people where she is. But one of the examples that I wanted to get in a little further with her was she was talking about on her resume doing research with a coffee shop that she had worked at. And during our interview conversation, what it had come down to is her coffee shop had presented a business problem of, hey, we need to get more sales. Do you have any ideas for how we could do this? And this is when Megan was an undergrad. So instead of just writing a business plan on her own, she took it upon herself to actually do some consumer focus groups with classmates uh, to ultimately inform a recommendation of, hey, we should be having limited time offerings at our coffee shop in college. So from there, she went ahead and developed actually Harry Potter themed coffee drinks. So each house had a, had a different drink. And I just thought that was really big of her to, instead of just solving the business problem, take a step back and strategically think, who should I be talking to? Oh, our consumers. And without any training, kind of going into her own focus groups. More than any of the other students we talked to, I just thought that was a really, really powerful example of how she had integrated insights into her life before she actually chose this as her career path. So way to go, Megan, and she knows I always tell that story. <laughs> That's a um, great story. The students are going to yeah. love hearing that, Jackie. That's fantastic. What a way to stand out. Yeah, she she's phenomenal. Actually, I would recommend her for a, a future podcast. Yeah, she's great. The second part of your question was asking about what would be a negative for someone to just 
I guess, not get that callback or an invitation to interview. This sounds really basic, but I'm a firm believer of your resume is a complete reflection of you as a professional. And there's things that I can glean from that. So if you have misspellings or proofreading errors, I start to wonder, are you a detail-oriented individual, right? If a lot of your work experience hasn't been like internships for, for, for professional companies, or you haven't been working over the summers, I'm wondering why is that? Have you not gone out for those opportunities? Have other companies just not been willing to hire you? Like, what's the story there? Or can you give me a little bit more on your background? But the students every year are getting more and more competitive in the research space. So yeah, it's always an edge to have high quality internships, even if it's not exactly in marketing research, but just really um, stand out um, internships, good grades. I want to kind of quash the belief you have to have a 4.0. I actually think, personally, you don't need to have 4.0s. I'd rather have a more well-rounded student who has uh, work experience, uh, organizational experience, um, leadership experience, and like a slightly lower GPA. But yeah, I would just say make sure your, your resume is really polished and is an appropriate reflection um, of yourself in every way. I think there's a lot of takeaways there. Wow, <laughs> what a great list. Uh, my, my sense is a number of the students are going to listen to that or rewind it three or four times to write down all of the things they need to do. That's really good stuff. Thanks, Jackie. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I think about resumes kind of like uh, we, we live in this age of, you know, dating profiles, like online dating and Tinder and Match.com and all of that. And that's how people you would meet in your dating life. Your resume is kind of like your dating profile when it comes to business, right? Um, you want to make a good impression. You want to tell your story and really communicate that in a positive way to other people. So random aside, but that's, that might be a helpful metaphor for those who might listen. Absolutely. Not, not a question. So I'm going to take you back again down memory lane. There you are. You're an intern at the Gongos company, a supplier, right? And you ended yeah. up on the client side. Can you talk, I mean, there are some folks who are in the program who come, you know, April and May of 2020. Oh, do I go supplier side? Do I go client side? You've done both. You know, you, you were an intern at Gongo, so you've had that experience and now clearly you're on the client side. Can you talk a little bit about the differences of both? Absolutely. So yeah, I wanted to make sure before I picked my you know, kind of full time, first full-time job that I had experience on both the supplier side and the client side. So I could really find which area of marketing research was the best fit for me personally. And I did end up on the client side, though I did have excellent experiences on both the supplier and the client side. So for context, during my supplier side internship, a lot of my time was spent actually executing the research. And what I mean by that, reading and proofreading questionnaires, reading and proofreading tabs, getting a set of objectives from the client and just kind of executing research projects from that. One thing I did like about that was I worked with a variety of clients. So I can recall like Mars, the candy company, Domino's Pizza, Hallmark, um, the card and figurines company. So it was very fun to work on a variety of different clients. And I had a good time executing the research. What's different on the client side, there is a myth that 
client side will not be have as much variety as it is on supplier side. And I actually find that to be untrue. If I think about my current role at Wendy's, doing a project for our digital team is very different than doing a franchisee satisfaction study, which is very different than doing something with our HR team, for example. So while I don't get the variety in terms of companies, I get the variety in terms of internal clients and meeting their needs. Another thing I do like about the client side is I get to see projects from start to finish in multiple steps through the project. For example, if we're building the, the Wendy's app, I'll be in charge of looking at which offers or coupons should we have in the app. That will be with the technical brand manager. Then I'll work with our, I guess this would be the technical brand manager as well, but help her decide, okay, if we only have a certain amount of resources to build different app features, which order should we release them in the app? Which ones should we spend our effort on? And both of those are, are very different approaches, but all part of this larger app project. So I really enjoy that. And then also another benefit of client side, very frankly, is the pay. It is quite <laughs> higher. One fun fact about me is I like riding horses and it's always been a personal dream of mine to own horses and they're mm -hmm. quite expensive. So in order to meet my personal goals and dreams, being on the client side, um, the financial compensation was be totally honest, another way to pull me over. That's great. That is great. <laughs> uh, so a lot of people in the industry consider you a star and a leader in the insight field. Oh, thank in, in, you. in fact, you know, earlier this year, you were one of 16 people listed on the, the grit report. And for those listening, the grit report is something that each and every one of the students really should read and review. So you were on the, you were on the, um, the grit future list, which recognizes emerging leaders in the insights field. What do you think it takes to be a leader in the insights field? I guess the first thing that comes to mind, like reflecting on my, my own experience, is not just doing the job and doing the job well, but it's, it's kind of doing the extra, I'll call it like giving back and doing things not just for yourself. So the large part of my application and why I was nominated was for my commitment to the Michigan State program in growing the students there and being a participant in their development through going to speak to classes and, and serving on the board. But I also included, you know, in, in that application that I was thinking and doing extra for Wendy's business. So I had mentioned earlier that brand licensing is a growth opportunity for me. No one asked me to go out and do this. I just think about Wendy's and what are additional revenue streams and ways for us to connect with our consumers. And I had that idea last fall and spent over 40 hours after hours writing a business case for why we should be doing that. So wow. um, just continuing to, um, to push and think about more than just uh, beyond yourself. Um, and how it affects your company, how it affects those who work with you and for you, but also other people and giving back to them. It's more than j just being a leader is, is more than just doing your, your daily job. It's, it's really pushing and being excited about doing those extra things. That's great, Jackie. Well, any last minute comments for the students that you wanna say? I would just say thank you so much for listening to the podcast and I hope this helps you <laughs> try to decide what your, your path is and 
if, if you don't know exactly when you start grad school, am I going to be a supplier company or am I going to be on the client side or what company do I want to work for and where am I going to live and all of that? That's okay. It's part of the process. Life will happen. Stay on for the ride and um, it'll be fine. You'll figure it out. And I'm still working on my path, you know, seven careers into my my career, Meryl, would you say you're continuing to find new opportunities to grow yourself as well? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Not not even a question. Something I, I call it uh, Operation 900, 900 seconds, 15 minutes a day. I try to get better at something in my life, whether it's be a better father, be a better sibling, be a better researcher, be a better executive, be a better presenter, be a, be a question, better podcast. Podcast uh, host, yeah. Guy host. Whatever it is, and I, and I think I subscribe to that. So it's it's constantly trying to get better at something every day. And if you do mm-hmm. that, there's a really good chance you'll have some uh, some success. So so Jackie, it has been an absolute pleasure. I've been speaking with Jackie Weber, manager of Consumer Insights at the Wendy's Company. This is Spartan Insights. My name is Merrill Dubrow, and thank you so much for listening to today's episode. <laughs>